On December 14th, 2012, a 20-year-old called Adam Lanza walked into the Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, carrying a semi-automatic rifle and 10 30-round magazines. Earlier that day, he had murdered his mother. At Sandy Hook, Lanza shot dead another 26 people, 20 of whom were infants, before killing himself. Even by the gruesome standards of the frequent mass murders which the United States seems to believe a reasonable sacrifice to a particular reading of a constitutional amendment passed before the first light bulb was manufactured, Sandy Hook was a horror show. There was even talk that something beyond the standard fatuous offering of thoughts and prayers might actually be done. According to one of America's most popular and influential broadcasters, however, the massacre at Sandy Hook simply never happened. Not was misreported, not was manipulated for political purposes, but simply never happened. Or if it did, wasn't what it looked like. I think children died. It's traumatic, and and, and so people go and they find anomalies, and then I've kind of retrospectively gone back and seen how I did believe that stuff. and, and, and then I go back and I've now studied more, actually, the real anomalies. And, and it's just the school system and government trying to cover its rear end from, 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 from liability. There's been a cover-up of the events. Alex Jones, for it is he, received some helping of Just Desserts this week for his propagation of this absurd and revolting lie. Jones' network of far-right conspirazoid media outlets, the most prominent of which is Infowars, has filed for bankruptcy. The manoeuvre is a response to defamation lawsuits filed by the families of the victims of Sandy Hook, who, not altogether surprisingly, rather resented Jones's accusations that they were not grieving parents shattered by a monstrous tragedy, but actors participating in a sinister hoax aimed at enabling a crackdown on gun ownership. And then you've got parents laughing on them. <laughs> and then they walk over to the camera and go, not just one, but a bunch of parents doing this. A side note, if the slaughter of 20 children aged around six and seven by a private citizen with a legally purchased weapon of the sort which most countries only issue to soldiers doesn't enable a crackdown on gun ownership, and it didn't, then it is simply impossible for all Jones's fulminations to imagine the crime which would. Anyway, Jones's comeuppance, though obviously welcome, is not quite the unalloyed triumph for common sense and common decency that it might appear. Filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, as Jones has done, is a ploy common among beleaguered entities attempting to wriggle off the hook. It suspends civil litigation while a business reorganises its finances, which in this specific instance means allowing Jones to continue brandishing the Sandy Hook lawsuits as proof of some deep state plot to silence him, while he continues raising funds from his hard-of-thinking tinfoil-of-hat acolytes. Much of InfoWars' business model appears to actually revolve around the flogging of dubious dietary supplements. As of this broadcast, there is a 40% discount on Brain Force Ultra. It is, it says here, used daily by the InfoWars crew. I had Brain Force the first time I did the show. I did feel more energised, I have to be honest. More energised? How much did you do? Although I did, I had a, I had a little handful of them, so maybe I nah. temporarily overdosed. No, uh, no, no, if you want the real Brain Force experience... You gotta do the whole bottle. 
all of which would be merely bleakly amusing if Alex Jones was, as he would be in any sane society, a marginal crank grifting a meagre living by bellowing nonsense at a small congregation of harmless dingbats. But he is not. He is, regrettably, something of a personification of the trajectory that American politics, especially conservative American politics, has followed these last couple of decades. Texas-born Jones appears to have been radicalised in his late teens and early 20s by a couple of events key to understanding modern American paranoia. The 1993 destruction of the Branch Davidian compound near Waco. As I got out in the daylight, I could just see all the skin rolling off my hands. My jackets were just melting and smoking all over me. And the 1995 bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City. A massive car bomb exploded outside of a large federal building in downtown Oklahoma City, shattering that building, killing children, killing federal employees, military men and civilians. In the view of Jones and the millions of fans he would gather as his broadcasting career accelerated, Waco was an act of government terror, Oklahoma City righteous revenge for it. Listeners may, at this point, take a wild guess regarding Jones's interpretation of the events of September 11th, 2001, his views on vaccines, and the legitimacy of the 2020 US presidential election. As with all such bloviators, the question of whether Jones himself actually believes any or all of it is an open one. If one is especially generous, one might even allow that some of the many who have tuned into him are merely enjoying the show. But when any broadcaster has a reach the size of the one Jones developed, they begin to have an impact, and Jones did. Politicians, including Donald Trump, sought his audience and thereby lent him legitimacy. It would be pleasing to think that just as Jones's ascent seemed to predict the consumption of American conservatism by performative seething, so his recent travails might be a signal of the fever breaking. In recent years, Jones has been punted off many mainstream social media platforms and besieged by lawsuits. In one especially abject capitulation, he was compelled to apologise in writing to Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington, D.C., which Jones had accused of being the hub of Hillary Clinton's non-existent child trafficking operation. We're not covering Pizzagate enough, even though we covered it every day to expose the Satanism and the occult and the code words for pedophilia. Regrettably, however, it is likelier that even if Jones has burned out, what he inspired has not. The Republican Party's current and increasingly dominant cohort of crackpots, the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Madison Cawthorn, Matt Gates, et al., are all citizens, if you will, of Jonestown. Not only do we have the D.C. jail, which is the D.C. gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police spying on members of Congress, spying on the legislative work that we do, spying on our staff, and spying on American citizens that want to come talk to their representatives. Notions scarcely any less batty or mendacious than those adumbrated by Jones are broadcast in Fox News high-octane glitz by Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham. Now, it turns out that Mickey has more friends than just Minnie and Pluto. Another goofy character is entering their new political alliance with the hard left. His name is Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. 
Alex Jones may now be actually bankrupt, but by following where he led, American conservatism is morally and philosophically so. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Muller.